Hello and welcome to Milano's Wig Podcast. We're your hosts, Gia and Judy, and we're here to take you on your wig-wearing journey and answer any questions you may have along the way. Hi, everyone. We're so happy to have you here, and we can't believe we're already on season two of the Wig Talk podcast. Today, I have Mary, which many of you probably know from our social media, and Judy, and we're here to answer your most dying wig questions. So over the course of the last week, so many of you submitted tons of questions to us, and we can't wait to have the two of them answer. Hi, everyone. Hi, you guys. <laughs> okay, so is there anything that you guys personally get asked a lot? Um, I think mostly on social media, people always just want to know, um, like the different type of wigs that we offer, but they also just want to know, like they, they love like comparisons, right? Cause it's really hard on social media just to see, um, like what I'm showing and, and they always want to like try them on <laughs> themselves. So I think it's, we always get asked questions about like different like hair colors or, you know, like comparing the pieces. And so we're going to try our best to like answer, you know, like the difference between a pony and a divine wig or uh, the different like if uh, construction questions that we get asked a lot. So on today's podcast, we're just going to try our hardest to try to answer all these like um, super important questions that we get asked all the time. I think awesome. on my on my end, I think what it all boils down to is just, I think there's four different categories, so to speak, that people ask questions on. Number one, a lot of times people see beautiful pictures of wigs, but the very important to know cap construction. So mm-hmm. any questions regarding to cap construction is really important to know if that construct cap construction works for you. The other thing is color. Color is super important because the right color can make you look incredible and the wrong color not so incredible. So um, color is important, length and hair type. Hair type is really important too, because there's so many different hair types. So if I had to break down the any question that usually people ask, it usually follows under cap construction, hair type, color, and length. Great. Awesome. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer 10 questions and I'm going to go in between the two of you. So the first question is for you, Judy. So a lot of people want to know, can you wear the top grip with a wig? That's a really, really good question. The top grip was designed really because so many people um, wear toppers and because they have hair loss on top, they're experiencing the hair loss on top. And when you're experiencing hair loss on top, every hair matters. So you want to be super careful with the hair that you have. The kind of oxymoron with toppers is that the way it attaches to your head is the most common one is clips, clips or combs. Um, or you may have to shave some area and glue, but I, what I find most common are the clips. But the problem is when you're constantly clipping in the area where it's already um, thin to begin with, it does pull out more of the hair and puts a lot of strain on that hair. So we created the top grip for an alternative way of wearing a topper securely on your head with either reducing or eliminating the use of clips. Um, and what we find um, always is when we create a product is we love getting feedback from our clients. And what we found is we have a lot of clients who have a lot of hair and either they're wearing a wig for religious or they're wearing it for fashion, but they have a lot of hair and they're finding a lot of times when they wear the grip, any type of grip that goes around the head in the back, sometimes it can create a little bulk or it's a little bit uncomfortable. So when we started having our fashion clients or people wearing it for religious reasons or anyone really with a lot of hair, 
they kind of gravitated or they, they jumped onto the bandwagon of these top grips, even for their wigs. So it was amazing to hear that kind of feedback because now when we talk about the top grip, it's not just for people who have toppers, but people who have um, a lot of hair or they find it a little bit bulky by the nape or by the back of the head, the top grip in the large size is a great option to keep your wig on securely. That's awesome. So it definitely can. You just have to figure out what works for you. 100%. And we've gotten incredible feedback for people who are wearing it with wigs. Awesome. And Mary, I have a question for Mm -hmm. you from the audience. So I have a question. They're asking, what are some tips to feel more confident when wearing a topper or wig? Oh, that's really good. I think when it comes to wearing, usually we always say like, you can't, you, I mean, you can jump into wigs. It just depends on your comfort level, right? So we're always like toppers, like the baby step. A lot of people will wear toppers as like that baby step. Once they become more comfortable in that, then they can move on and transition into wigs, right? So uh, a part of get, getting more com- comfortable is taking these little baby steps. So if you have been eyeing a wig, then maybe a topper would be like the, the smaller steps to go with, mm-hmm. get comfortable with it, get used to it. You know, it's all about like practicing at first when you wear it, it feels very strange. It's like adding something new, you know, to your routine. But once you have it down, it just becomes so much more seamless. After a while, you become a lot more comfortable. And then, um, you know, you can transition into that wig. You can also, you know, try on a wig. And if you are comfortable with it from the get go, then you know, you're you already know that you're past the topper stage, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just really about taking the little baby steps and don't try to like rush through it, you know, really like because it's like a new step in your routine. And then it, it becomes a part of you like right. it is who you are. There's no more routine. It's like, you wake up and that is you. Right. You know? No, I think that's yeah. a good advice. I think for me, I would just say it's like you have to rock it. Like if you're, cons- if yeah, you feel definitely. insecure and you feel like it's like not a part of, like you said, not a part of like you or your right. look, then you're just, it's not, the wig's going to wear you. You're not going to wear the wig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I have a question for you, Judy. This is a big one. A lot of people have been asking, can I work out in a topper? Yeah, we get that a lot. People are like, what do you want to wear when you work out? And I always ask people, like, the number one thing is, what is the most important to you? Is it most important to be comfortable or is it most important to look good when you're working out? I find when I go to the gym, I mean, yes, there are some people that come full face makeup with their hair done, or there's some people that are literally like their main focus is they just want to uh, burn as many calories as they can. Um, No one's hair really looks that amazing when they're working out because you sweat. I mean, if you're really working out and you're not just there for social uh, interaction um, because you sweat and everything like that. I could just tell you for me, and I always talk from personal uh, experience. For me, I just want to be as comfortable as possible because my goal is to burn as many calories as I can. So um, I don't want anything on my head, anything extra. The other thing is when you're wearing a wig or topper, when you're working out, you're going to have to wash it. It's kind of gross. It's going to get sweaty because you sweat when you work out and you're going to have to wash it and style it. I always tell people if you can, and if it's, if, if you don't mind, I think it's much um, better to wear like a baseball cap if you want to wear something on your head, because a baseball cap you can throw in the washing machine and you know, all you have to do is put it back on your head with a wig. It's not just washing it. You're gonna have to style it and styling. It takes time. So if that is an option where you are fine with wearing a baseball cap or, you know, sometimes, especially if you're thinning, if you have, if your hair is thin, but you can still see that um, there's enough of it to cover. It's obviously much quicker just to throw a baseball cap on. 
if it's really super important for you to look amazing while you work out, then you may want to wear a wig. Um, just know it's not going to be as comfortable. Obviously, it's not wearing a wig. And you're going to have to style, wash and style it more often. What I always tell people to do is not to wear the wig that they wear every single day. Have a workout wig. Because the more often you wash your wig, the more wear and tear it puts on that wig. So I would get something a little bit you know, less expensive. Um, if you're wearing it up in a ponytail, then uh, you may not need to style it. But just washing it will take the time. But have a special workout wig that you use that you don't that way you don't have to be um, kind of tied down or or you know at a loss for time when because then you're gonna have to style the wig that you need to wear walking out of the gym or wh whatever or wh if you have to run somewhere right after you go to the gym you don't have you don't have to be tied to that wig that you wore when you work out so it really matters what is the most important thing to you because there are several options but from a personal perspective that's what I would say well we also have like a lot of our customers who love to wear the hat balls right because it's like so low in density they throw it on and then you you could just slip yeah, on the cap yeah, and yeah. Like really quick, and then you it has the cotton, so it like protects the area, yeah. right? And it's a lot easier to wash. That's what I was too. gonna say. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless you're doing like aerial yoga, right. but if you're just gonna go on the treadmill, I think that's a good option. Yeah, yeah. you can definitely yeah. wear a hat ball. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So the next question I have is: This is for you, Mary, as a mm -hmm. makeup artist. A lot of people ask us, "What are your tips and tricks for hiding the lace?" Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a lot of people think like. First of all, we have our scalp illusion palette, which we created for like, you can use a scalp illusion palette for a lot of reasons. You don't just have to use it on the lace top. You could also use it on the lace front, um, which is really, really cool. But yeah, so you, you know, we have our scalp illusion palette where we have five different shades that you can choose from to be able to create that illusion, um, to be able to cover the, the little like lace top that's that's showing you know mm -hmm. so um yeah I would that's like my biggest tip that I would give it's like super easy to use and um mean the products you know available so okay I think I love Judy's tricks too where she kind of fluffs up the front yeah. and teases it because I think that's the best way like I, I really right. believe in like not the straight line if you're especially if you're new mm -hmm. I kind of even the straight line, just giving it a little bit of height, because when people sometimes confuse being flat, like the cap construction should be, especially if it's a lace top, you want it snug to your head. That doesn't mean the hair needs to be flat like a pancake on your head. It always looks good when there's a little bit of lift. So I think what you were saying, I totally agree. Yeah. If you just give it a little yeah. bit of lift, it heights flat. a lot as well than just being flat. flat. Right. You can use maneuver the hair around to do the trick. You know, it's not that. Yeah. You have to work so Judy, this is a question for you. A lot of people are like, okay, so what is the freedom cap? I get asked that a lot. <laughs> the freedom cap is great. And again, it's a, I'm, I'm talking from a personal uh, point of view only because I've been wearing a wig for over 20 years. Um, the, the freedom cap is our patented cap. We actually have a patent on it where tons of people love the grip and they were like, I love the grip. Why can't you just put it inside the wig? And what we did was we create a cap that basically has the grip built into the wig. Now, that being said, it's a personal preference, personal for me, I'm extremely sensory. I don't like tight things on my head and I like it and I get headaches very often. So for me, I personally love wearing the grip with the wig as opposed to the freedom cap because the freedom cap just makes it a little bit of a snugger, secure feel. Um, but for some, we have people who literally will not buy the wig without putting the freedom cap in. So it's a great way of wearing the grip with the cap, with the wig, but doing it in one step because it's built into the wig. Do, do you recommend it for summer? 
It could be for summer. It could be for anything. I think it's more of the, the feeling that you get. Like some people like that really snug feeling and it is more of a snug feeling than just wearing the grip. Mm-hmm. They both do the trick, but it's something that you need to experience to feel. What I always tell people, like if someone's never worn a grip, I'll say, first, try the grip. If you absolutely love the grip, then go to the freedom. Don't jump from nothing yeah. to the freedom. Right. You know, like Mary was saying, baby steps, yeah. you know, go from one step and then move to the next. Absolutely. So Mary, I have a question for you. A lot of people ask us, can I wear the divine wig in a ponytail? Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, you, you definitely can. That's like the simplest answer, right? You can wear it in a ponytail. The really cool thing is that our divine wig is low density. Um, so it doesn't feel heavy on your head. And even if you have hair or you don't have hair, it, it feels really nice for day to day. And you can also toss it in a low pony. You could toss it in a mid pony and you could throw it in like a little messy bun. So you definitely can put your um, divine wig back into a ponytail. Awesome. I think a lot of people want to know or yeah. see that. They definitely want to see mm-hmm. the divine it. So I have another question, Judy. A lot of people want to know, so how do I measure the cap size? Is there anything I could do at home? Is there any tricks to get the right fit? Yeah. So with Milano, a lot of the wigs that we have are medium and we have a whole alterations department because a lot of times you're better off starting with a base model and then tweaking it and customizing it to your head. It's kind of like going to Nordstrom's and buying a a dress off the shelf and then just tucking it here and tucking it there to really customize it for you. I always love that alternative better than waiting for a custom order. And most people do not have head sizes that are so unusual that we can't tweak a wig. I mean, I've never had a, a head size that we weren't able to to do. Most of the time we are able to do it according to your size. What we ask most of the time is just for two measurements that are really important, which is circumference, which is going around your head and then front to back. Those are usually the two most important um, head si- the measurements that we need because most of the time the other measurements kind of fit into that. Very rarely do we have somewhere where it's like there's ear to ear. The only thing is when you're talking about other measurements, circumference and front to back are very simple. There's, I mean, it's just the front of your hairline to the back and circumference just going around your head. But when you talk about ear to ear, you could do ear to ear over the hairline or you could do ear to ear like a headband. And I think it's the most important thing is when I ask people for measurements and they want to give me other measurements as well, I always ask them for a diagram on how they're measuring because things can get lost in translation where if you're, if you're measuring ear to ear, there's different ways of where you're measuring ear to ear where, and it doesn't really matter which way it is, all of them work, but I, you just need to know how you're measuring the ear to ear so that we know that we can measure the same way to make sure the cap size fits that. Awesome. So is that something that they should just do and connect with us or virtual console and do the measurement? They can do virtual console. Sometimes we'll send diagrams. What we find most of the time is, especially if you're uh, a regular wig wearer, you kind of know your measurements in terms of your circumference and front to back. The other thing is important is like... For me personally, I feel that when something does not have to follow your hairline exactly, I always like it when it's a little further back um, because the the cap creates some type of bulk, whether it's a thin cap or it's a thick cap, um, depending on the measure of bulk it creates, but it, it still is a cap. So I personally love to just blend in baby hairs just around the sides, meaning your own baby hairs, because it just looks more natural because the edge is the hardest part to, to hide. And when you have a cap going to the edge, it's a little harder to hide the edge of a cap than if you had it going even an eighth of an inch or a quarter of an inch going back. So measurements, I mean, it doesn't have to be literally exactly to the measurement of your head and it could still fit amazing. But I feel like, again, if you're new to this, yes, you want to know what your measurements are, but I find a lot of people who are, you know, seasonal or, or they're wearing wig, they're wearing wigs all the time. They kind of know what their measurements are and what works for them. Or sometimes it's literally just circumference and front to back that needs to be tweaked. 
Awesome. So this is a really interesting question. It says, what is some tips and tricks, Mary, for dealing, we're wearing a wig when you have a sensitive scalp? Oh, awesome. So usually with sensitive scalps, I mean, we have our grip line, right? Which is really created for securing your wig on your head to eliminate clips, clones, combs, gluing, gluing, tapes, all of that. So you don't have to do any of that, especially if you're experiencing hair loss. You don't want to add any other tension onto your scalp. We've also had customers who are, and speaking, going back to fitness, they love to wear a grip line when working out because it's like that extra barrier. It's it helps the wig be secure to your head. It's that extra barrier of like, you know, your body perspiring mm-hmm. to not necessarily like touch the wig. Um, and, and it eliminates all attention and it feels really like Judy was saying, some people like that snug feeling. Mm-hmm. It feels very secure. It's almost like even comforting. I find, you know, mm-hmm. when people wear our grip line. So we have our, our grip products for lace top wigs and we have them for just our uh, silk or skin top wigs as well. So I would say that our grip line products definitely is going to help to make you feel as secure as possible, but um, also eliminate any sensitivity that's on your head. Yeah. Yeah. The grip cap, I find. Yeah. Yeah, right? grip cap, yeah. The grip cap, like we create it for people specifically who have like either no hair or like, like very, very short hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was created for them because a lot of times just some of wearing like synthetic wigs, it creates like, it's not because it's not natural fiber. You're, if someone's very sensitive, um, it kind of irritates them. So that grip cap, creates that barrier. But what I'm finding also, like, as I've worn the grip cap and I absolutely love the grip cap, it kind of, like Mary was saying, it creates that barrier mm-hmm. where almost like the, because the cap is, sit, the wig is sitting on the cap, it's, it's more comfortable. You don't feel the weight of the wig because the weight is sitting on the cap rather than on your head. So you feel it, secure, but there's no like tension on your head. Yeah. You know, it's not like someone's like sitting on your head. It's exactly. Almost, yeah, it's that barrier. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Yeah, I think the grip cap's a good alternative. Yeah. Absolutely. So this one's a good one for you, Judy. So a lot of people want to know, like, I see a bunch of different styles of wigs. And what is your advice for finding out, one, what size is best for me in terms of, like, do I need a full wig or do I need a topper? And two, what would you recommend for beginners? Um, Okay, so that's two separate questions. But in terms of topper versus wig, um, I think Mary addressed that a little bit in terms of like baby steps where you could mm-hmm. be a candidate for both. Some people are not a candidate for a topper, meaning right. if you have no hair, you're not a candidate for a topper. Um, another person who would not be a candidate for a topper is if you're looking for longer length. If you're looking for a longer length, a topper sits on top of your head where if your hair is short and you want a longer topper, it's going to look funny when you have long hair on the on the outside or the outer layer of your hair. But then you can see like short hair coming through like through your neck. So if you're looking not just for for hair coverage, you know, to for for fullness and you're also looking for length, you don't want to go with the topper if your hair is short. The other thing would be a person who would not be a candidate for a topper is if you want to go with a totally different color than your hair. Because when you're wearing a topper and there's all different size toppers, there is some of your own hair showing on a topper. So if you want to go with pink hair and your hair is a totally different color, or you don't have to use pink hair as an example, but if you're going with a totally different color, I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly the same color, but if it's really a, a drastically different color, you probably don't want to go with the topper. You want to go with the wig. So if you're trying to change the color, add length, or you have no hair, you're not a candidate for, for a topper. If you 
are not doing any of those three, sometimes it is easier to go with the topper. The next question I ask, like, let's say um, you're not trying to do any of those and you were to be a candidate for a topper. The next question is how much time do you have to put on? Because a wig obviously takes less time. You can literally jump out of the shower and throw a wig on and be out the door. With the topper, you have to blend your hair. Now, the bigger base toppers, which some people choose bigger base toppers because the more of the topper hair that's showing, the less you have to worry about your hair. So the smaller toppers where you're showing more of your hair, you have to blend with your hair. You're going to have to spend more time blending it with your hair. So the next question is how much time, and it's really a lifestyle question, how much time do you have to spend on your hair in the morning? Because if you really don't have a lot of time, then a wig might be a better option. So there's all these questions, but it's really specific and unique to each person. And you can't fit everyone in the same box because there's so many variables involved that you have to understand um, who you're working with and what their needs are and what their lifestyle is to really suggest what the best option is. Yeah. And it kind of ties back to, I guess you just have to do If you're like shy or you feel like you need like a device for the right size, I would definitely recommend the virtual consult. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because yes. that could really help narrow down like exactly what's the best fit. Especially yeah. because if you don't know if you should gravitate towards a topper than wig, then that just means that you're probably starting off really new. Right. So you, there's probably a lot more questions you have oh, absolutely. than just right. you know, yeah, so I mean, the virtual console, We got like a slew of questions very similar to the right. kind of thing. So. Right. And you mentioned density also. And density, I think, is also something that's so specific. It like is. I feel like if you're fashion and you just want to go for length and, and volume yeah, and you're glamour. just wearing, so you're trying to glam up, then you obviously want something with a much more density, like a fuller density when mm -hmm. you're trying to glam up. If you're wearing it in everyday use, but you're more of a casual person, it looks kind of funny when you're glamming up your hair, but your outfit is more casual. So it has to match your lifestyle. For me, I like being casual every day. So for me, and also I like being comfortable. The more density the wig has, the more weight it's going to be on your head. So for me, a low density wig is the perfect one for me because I like being casual and I don't like a lot of weight on my head. So it really, there's all these questions that come into play where you, again, you can't fit someone into a box, but understanding who you are, it's really about knowing who you are and what you like and what you don't like. Because when you understand yourself, then you can really pick the best option that works for you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'll ask Mary the last question and then yeah. it's to be continued. Mm -hmm. So some people want to know, what do you prefer and recommend for a new wig wear, a low density wig or a medium density wig? Um, I guess that kind of goes off what Judy was saying. It's like at first it, when you, it's your first time wearing a wig, it's going to feel like it's going to be part of your routine, right? You're like, Oh, I got to wake up. I have to figure out how should I style this new wig? That's like a new me, right? You want to eventually get to the point where it doesn't even feel like a routine anymore. It's like who you are, like you and this wig are like, you guys are, you know, you don't have to, and by all means, I'm not saying you should depend on a wig, like, you know, your whole life you have to dedicate to the wig, but I'm just saying it's nice to have where you feel like it is you. So it, it, like Judy said, it's just like all about lifestyle, you know, do you like, are you someone who is more, you know, uh, like preppy and you like to glam up and you like to, you know, do your makeup and you're, you're on the more on the luxe side, or are you someone who is much more sporty or casual, or, you know, are you a mom with, you know, you don't have that time. And like Judy said too, you don't have that time to dedicate to sit there and curl your wig every day and comb mm -hmm. it through. So it just depends. Um, for me personally, I know when I put a slipped a wig on for the first time, I found that the lighter density wig, was just a lot more comfortable for me because when I slipped on the medium, I was like, this just, just feels like a lot of hair for me because I have hair, you know? Right. So I felt like I had two layers of hair on for me personally. Mm. Um, so the lighter density was just a lot more 
easier to maneuver. I feel like it's a lot simpler, but again, it just, it all comes down to like your lifestyle and the type of person that you are and what you gravitate towards. That's a great thing. But I think also that the, some people who are petite, which I think that is the biggest (laughs) hurdle. If you're petite, Wearing a full density wig, yeah. literally, you can't even see your face. All yeah. you see, my face, I'm saying, my it face is small, so when I wear like more hair, it just doesn't match. It's like a disconnect. Right. And it's like, also it's, like it overpowers. Like yeah, all I see yeah. is hair. And someone, some people have beautiful faces. It's just yeah. not that. It's not big enough to be able to carry off that like much hair. hair. So I feel like our it. princess line for petite mm-hmm. faces, mm-hmm. it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. For like, yeah. So yeah, if you have a smaller head, yeah. Um, yeah. like a more petite, like smaller features, and you right. also don't want a lot more hair because then especially if you want a wig that looks natural mm-hmm. you don't want people to detect that like oh that girl's yeah that's what I was gonna say like yeah. I think like if you have a low density wig especially if you're a beginner it's yeah. like it's you're gonna it's easier more comfortable and then you can always get you can up. always go yeah, yeah or okay. have that one wig that's like for events right you know? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. movie star wig right <laughs> red carpet wig yeah well I want to thank you guys for tuning in this is a special episode for us we really loved hearing all your questions and we will definitely pick up the rest of the questions in another episode mm-hmm. but stay tuned for episode two of season two when we talk all about ponytails next week thanks again Bye, see you guys. next time Bye. Bye.